Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode number eight of the Nick and John podcast. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, it's really exciting because this is actually the first podcast, not only that we have our beautiful friend Johnny Levine on, hey Johnny, but uh, we're also live. We're on Facebook Live today. Um, I hope people are watching. I hope people are tuned in because this is a very exciting episode. How do you feel about it, John? I'm super excited to have Johnny with us. We've been trying to have Johnny on our podcast for a long time now. And uh, I also want to welcome anybody who's watching on Facebook Live. Uh, feel free to comment. I'm going to be monitoring that so you guys can participate as well. Um, we're super excited to have you guys on the podcast. But like we said, introducing Johnny Levine. Welcome to the Nick and John podcast. How does it feel? Thank you. Thank you. I'm so sad to be here. Okay. Uh, well, we're really excited to have you and we wanted to bring you on for a very special episode of the Nick and John podcast because this is something that I know you're super competitive. You love uh, sports gambling and stuff like that. So because there's sports, lit- sports games, sports, sports games. games, sports gambling, but I know you love all, all your, all your uh, sports going on. So basically what I wanted to do is since there's no sports going on right now and it is still March, we needed to do some type of bracket episode. And last year for the first episode of the Nick and John podcast, we did Throwback. A, yeah, we did a bracket of the greatest people born in March. And I believe, was it Elton John who came away as the winner? Ooh. I believe Elton John came as the winner in the March Badness born in March bracket. Yes. Okay. I believe so we- it was between him and Lady Gaga, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, and we were brainstorming, trying to figure out who would be the, or what would be another good idea for a March Madness style bracket. And we realized that there's a lot of people named Mark. <laughs> so what we could do is figure out who the best Mark is and what better way to do that than to try and figure out who you, would you want to be quarantined with out of all the Marks, all the famous Marks that exist. So anyone who is watching, introducing to you 2020's Mark Madness. We are going to decide which Mark, the three of us communally will decide who we would like to be quarantined with the most. Um, There is a surprise twist that uh, Johnny was unaware of, despite receiving (laughs) the list of Marks prior to this podcast. He didn't know that we were going to be going round through round based on a certain criteria that each matchup is going to have a certain, um, I don't want to refer to it as a task, but sort of a, like I said, criteria, something that you'll have to decide between the two of them based on this certain aspect. So I have taken care of the criteria for the entire left side, John? Yeah, you'll do the left side, I'll do the right side. So the entire left side of the board, and John has done the criteria for the entire right side. So should I introduce my criteria or do you okay, want to? Well, hold off for that. So basically okay. what we're going to do is we're going to do, go through each round, discuss the criteria, and then the three of us will vote on who we think fulfills those criteria for that round. So we'll be like the three American Idol judges, Randy, Paula, Simon. I, I think Johnny's probably Paula in this case because he's so the nice one. that's my question. He's I the nice one. more of yeah. a Randy. <laughs> you're the Randy? Okay, so. Well, Definitely I feel like, not the Simon. I feel like I you're know, the nice I, judge. So I, feel I think like I'm going to be the one who's saying like dog and bro and yeah, you know, I think, I think I'm the Randy here. I think you're the Paula. So John, that's going to make you the Simon. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be harsh because uh, they really need to fulfill these criteria to get through to figure out who the greatest Mark is. So basically what we'll do is we'll go matchup by matchup and we'll see. Um, before we start, 
we just wanted to talk a little bit of some marks that we left behind. I think that makes sense. Yes, the so, honorable mentions of marks. Yeah, so you had a couple that you wanted to bring up. People we left off the list that didn't make the top 16 marks. So most notably, I really wanted to put Mark Brown, the author of Arthur. Um, Arthur was one of my favorite books growing up. So God bless that Mark who invented that yellow sweater wearing aardvark. So Mark Brown was a big <laughs> one for me. Um, there was someone else on my honorable. Oh yeah, there was Marcus Smart. But unfortunately, Marcus Smart actually did catch COVID-19. So he cannot make it on our Mark Madness, which Mark would you want to quarantine with list. For I feel like that reasons. makes him ineligible. Yes, I think so too. Um, John, was there any other honorable marks you wanted to mention? So I have the list of the ones that we didn't choose. So Mark Ronson, um, for a famous of Uptown Funk. We have Mark Twain, uh, Mark Gasol, uh, Marcus Canty, and Marcus Camby. Uh, <laughs> Biz Markey, um, you said uh, we spoke, oh, there's Mark Stone, Mark Jackson, Mark Chagall, uh, famous street in Cote St. Luke, right? Yeah. Um, Mark Ingram, uh, Markel Fultz. So you'll see it's not just Marks, but also derivatives of the name Mark. Mark Marion, Marco Bellinelli. And uh, yeah, and so those were basically our Marks we left behind. So you guys ready to get to the bracket? Let's yeah, do let's it. do it. Okay. So our first matchup, you guys can see on the screen, we have Mark Cuban versus Mark Jacobs. Okay. So Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> He's also one of the sharks on Shark Tank. Um, he's worth a lot of money. He's been very famous during the quarantine for finding out about the end of the NBA uh, while he was seated at the in the arena. So he's definitely an interesting one. And then we have Mark Jacobs, an American fashion designer. So Nick, why don't we start with you? Between uh, Mark Jacobs and Mark Cuban, what's your first criteria? You're doing the left side of the screen, right? Yep. So I'm doing the left side. Yeah. So as we discussed, there's going to be a left side first round criteria, a right side first round criteria. And then as we move forward, like inwards into the bracket. So for the first round on the left side, the criteria between the two is which of these two candidates do you believe would have the best quarantine shopping list? Who would most likely have the best snacks to decide? Who would most likely ration out the supplies between the two of you because you are stuck quarantined just the two of you who would possibly prepare the best meals or shop for things that you could prepare the best meals with. So once again, the criteria for the first round on the left side of our Mark Madness is which of the two would provide the best quarantine shopping list. Okay. So if that's the case, um, I guess maybe I'll start for the first one. So as soon as you said shopping, uh, it's just, you know, this is totally by fluke because we randomized the list to, we didn't see this in advance. We automatically have Mark Jacobs, who's a fashion designer here. So uh, interesting for shopping. Now he obviously knows his clothing, but does he know what food to buy? Does he know, you know, what to get in the house during quarantine? That's an interesting one. But as regards to rationing, I think there's nobody who's better with resources than Mark Cuban probably out of all the marks on the list, someone who's been an excellent businessman, has a lot of successful businesses. So it's a really interesting case study. Johnny, what do you think about these two people? So first off, I'm just going to say that this whole question thing is kind of throwing me off a bit, but I'm going to relate it to Mark Cuban. And I'll be honest, with Mark Cuban being the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, him owning a, a, a the, the stadium, stadium food, having hot dogs, pizza, all that stuff, I'm totally cool with that. He's also a bit of a, a bigger boy like myself. So I would definitely trust Mark Cuban to have tons of food. And hopefully, 
I understand we have to ration, but I think he'll he'll take care of the the menu, no problem. So I think Mark Cuban has a has a heads up here. Well, first of all, Johnny, um, that's what we're all about here at the Nick and John podcast. <laughs> Surprise, twist, twist. whimsy, and just twists coming out on all ends. So I'm happy we caught you a little off guard, keeping you on your toes. <laughs> um, if I may respond to what you mentioned, yeah. definitely at the stadium, there's probably a lot of junk food, hot dogs, hamburgers, popping corn, all that good stuff. But what if I told you that Mark Cuban is actually an extremely healthy eater, <laughs> that he actually in the past year has gone vegetarian and you would use that exact term to describe him, healthy eater, he describes himself as. His ideal and typical dinner is described as a mixed salad bowl. And for breakfast, he eats these healthy so-called biscuits called Alyssa, Alyssa's Cookies, which I think... I know it's a business that he has his hand in. I think it was one that came up on Shark Tank. So once again, he is a very healthy eater, but his guilty pleasure of all things is whipped cream. He will carry around an aerosol can of whipped cream and just spray it. So these are the type of foods Mark Cuban likes. But before his vegetarian days, his favorite fast food was any chicken, any, uh, what was it, any... uh, any chicken joint, so Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, but that's passe mark. So do you think you would want to be in quarantine with healthy eating mark? So if I say one thing up to that, and honestly, you made some really great points there, but I think when it comes to being in quarantine, things change. So yes, you might be a healthy eater right now. You might have a healthy lifestyle, but when you're locked in your house 24-7 for an uncertain amount of time, maybe he'll go back to his old eating habits. You know, like uh, I, I, I wouldn't be so shocked about that. I feel like for this one, this is uh, this is super interesting, but I feel like it's almost you, you can't not put Mark Cuban through <laughs> because he's just so resourceful and it's so interesting to potentially be locked in somewhere with Mark Cuban as your pandemic partner. I would uh, Mark Jacobs. I don't know as much about him as I do about Mark Cuban, so maybe it's a little bit of inherent bias. But I just feel that, like I said, shopping obviously Mark Jacobs has the you know the right knowledge about what to buy, but. Mark Cuban, just being so resourceful, so knowledgeable with all different types of business. I feel like he was already prepared for COVID-19, like years in advance. Like he knew this was coming potentially, not necessarily about a virus, but knew that if he had to be locked in a house somewhere with some people, he would know how to survive it. So he has I'm his gonna... bunker full of canned foods, et cetera, all yeah, the essentials. Exactly. So I feel like um, my vote's going to go to Mark Cuban. I'm with you. I think um, I actually didn't think of his... Um, sense of resourcefulness or his skills in rationing or, you know, creating a budget and figuring and allocating that budget. I didn't think of that beforehand. I was very concentrated on the actual food we'd be shopping for, but Johnny Levine actually raised a great point. It's going to be tough, John and Johnny. Let's establish John Schneider is John. John Levine is Johnny. Um, (laughs) Johnny raised a great point that things change in quarantine and that, Fried chicken loving Mark Cuban might be who I'm quarantining with rather than the healthy biscuits Mark Cuban of today. So I'm going to agree with you, John. I'm going to vote for Mark Cuban. Johnny, what about you? I'm going to make it unanimous. I'm also going to vote for Mark Cuban. I think it's really hard to go against Mark Cuban. But before I knew the rules of this exact game, one of my big reasons for voting Mark Cuban is because do you guys know that he was actually on Dancing with the Stars? Like, I feel like this guy is so much fun to be around. I did not know that, actually. Yeah, fun fact. I did, but um, even I feel like without that, 
aspect to his life. He just seems like a totally. fun-loving, interesting guy. I mean, I don't know him on a personal level, but from everything we see of him, he just seems extremely um, charismatic and uh, fun. So yeah, I'm all for quarantining with Mark Cuban between him and Mark Jacobs. Okay, perfect. So let's move on to our next uh, competitors. So we had Mark Cuban and Mark Jacobs. Mark Cuban moving on to the Elite Eight. And now in the next round, we have Zach Morris himself, Mark Paul Gosseler, and Marcus and Markeith Morris, two brothers competing together in the bracket. So Nick, tell me what you think. (laughs) So when John and I were discussing which Marks or... um, Mark-esque names. You, you had a good uh, term for it before. It's not only Marks, it's... It derivatives of Mark. Derivatives of Mark. So when we were discussing the Marks and the derivatives of Marks that would make this bracket, I questioned, you know, do so many people know the Morris brothers, Mark, Keith, and Marcus? And John said, this bracket to me is nothing without the Morris brothers, and we need to have the Morris brothers. And that took me a second, but I actually wholeheartedly agreed with him. I think this bracket needs Mark Eve and Marcus Morris. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Morris brothers are actually pretty famous for allegedly when Marcus, who at the time was on the Boston Celtics, was in the playoffs, got hurt right before a playoff game. And allegedly, people um, theorized or conspiracy theorized that Mark Keith took Marcus's place and played for them because, fun fact, they're identical to the point where they have the exact same tattoos. They are 100% identical. So it seems like not only us, but the media as well has clumped them together into this one Morris rather than Mark Eve and Marcus. Because when doing my research, I actually couldn't find any articles that wasn't about the both of them. All the articles that I tried researching about Marcus first were all Marcus and Mark Eve related. So lo and behold, we have the Marcus brothers, sorry, the Morris brothers Brothers. together on our bracket. Okay, Johnny, what do you think? So it's interesting. Before this podcast started, I actually called Nick right before the show. And I said, through the whole list, I'm ashamed to admit that I don't know much about the Marcus brothers. However, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, exactly, exactly. The Morris brothers. But from another perspective, uh, for um, Mark Gossler, uh, in my notes that I wrote down, I'm actually one of the few people who I, I believe I never watched Saved by the Bell. So I'm not a huge fan of him. I, I really, like, I, I, I did a bunch of research on him, but I feel like he's most famous for Saved by the Bell. And I'm ashamed to admit that uh, I don't know too much about him. So when it comes to this matchup, I'm kind of, kind of lost. Isn't it funny how, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, the, we had our list of marks and then you randomly generated through some sort of like a website or something? Yeah, just a random generator. So a random generator to make our bracket. So isn't it funny that Mark Heath and Marcus, the Morris brothers, are up against Mark Gossler, formerly known as Zach Morris? Yes, that is very weird. Right. Yeah, that's very weird and coincidental. Um, But for me, uh, this is a super interesting matchup because uh, Zach Morris versus Marcus and Markeith Morris. Super interesting. I was a big Saved by the Bell person. I loved it whenever I was sick, uh, like in in high school, I would stay home, I'd get up, I'd watch Price is Right, and then I'd watch a bunch of reruns of Saved by the Bell. And uh, Nick, can you just reset the criteria? So what are we looking for in the first round again so I can properly decide between these pairs? So the first round on the left side of the bracket, the criteria is 
who do you think of the two would come up with the best quarantine shopping list? And again, that's not necessarily the food that's on that shopping list, but as you mentioned before, how they would allocate the shopping list budget, how they would uh, prepare the food. Who do you think would be the best for a shopping list and food and uh, how to get that food? So here's something that's interesting. So Marcus and Marquis, both being professional NBA players, um, I assume that they have a good amount of money. So they have probably, you know, worked on their bodies and made sure that they were in tip top shape to be able to play basketball professionally. So as re- with regards to shopping for food and things like that, I feel like they know exactly what to buy to keep you guys in shape. They're also probably great at setting up an in-home gym and things like that to keep you healthy. But one of the great things about Mark Paul Gosseler, and I know it's hard to separate the character from the actor. <laughs> that's my problem. Told, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really my problem too, because uh, if this was Zach Morris himself, I would be picking Zach Morris 100% because Ooh. he's just the king of scheming. He's the person that will always find a way to get out of it. I know, Johnny, you're not a big Say by the Bell person, but I was literally watching an episode of Say by the Bell last night. And uh, one of the episodes, it was one of the first episodes of the series where uh, Lisa Turtle decides to take her dad's credit card and buy all of these clothes that she doesn't need. She goes to the mall and spends $500 on clothes. And then she needs to figure out how to pay her dad back so she doesn't get punished. So she goes and she tries to find different ways of doing it. And Zach comes up with all these schemes. Zach tries to sell all of her clothes. She, he gives out dollars for uh, people going to kiss her on the cheek. That probably didn't <laughs> age so well. Um, but but he, he's the king of scheming and he's able to help Lisa get a lot of the money back that she would pay back to her dad. So for me, if this was Zach Morris, I feel like Zach is so resourceful. But I don't know much about Mark Paul Gosseler after Saved by the Bell. I think he's like one of those guys that was like, he's in a bunch of stuff, but he's just like a very random character. He also doesn't look at all like he used to. Like talk about a celebrity that's totally changed in the way that they've looked from, you know, being 15 years old till now. So for me, if if I could pick Zach Morris, I would, but I'd rather have the Morris brothers quarantined with me because I feel like they know what they're doing with regards to being resourceful in that sense. Um, yeah, no, I think you raised tremendous points. The thing is, on the contrary, for me, if it was Zach Morris versus Mark Gosler, who I also don't know much about, I actually, even when doing research, couldn't find all that much about him these days. But um, I'm very fond of this YouTube series. I think it's a funnier die series. It's called Zach Morris's Trash. And it kind of relooks at a bunch of <laughs> Saved by the Bell episodes from a different lens of how horrible Zach Morris is and how, like, how inconsiderate and how. Um, like selfish he is. So it's really a funny internet uh, video series, internet video series. I sound like I'm, (laughs) I don't want to give a number, but I sound like I'm very old. Um, So I would advise anyone listening now or who listens later to go check that series out. All this to say though, Mark Gosseler, I don't know much about you, but I do agree that the Morris brothers probably have very good means in terms of like healthy eating which despite wanting to have some junk food and wanting to have you know some things that are not so healthy I do know while I'm in quarantine it's not an excuse to be binging or eating for lack of a better term crap so I think between the two I would take the Morris brothers whipping me into shape versus whatever Mark Gosler can or cannot provide to our quarantine together Johnny? Yeah, I think uh, 
raise good points. I would say because I don't know much about either uh, either any of these three, the brothers or uh, or Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Um, I'm gonna go with the Morris brothers just because I feel like they have, because they have more access to capital. I think they have more resources. Therefore, I think their house is more equipped to actually quarantine in full time. And I believe based on having a gym there, have proper diet, having access to food, I think there's that house would be would keep me more sane, and I would enjoy my time in quarantine a lot more. Also, fun fact, and this does not at all have anything to do with the criteria of who would develop the best quarantine shopping list, but the Morris brothers at one point were both playing on the same basketball team in Phoenix. So they lived in the same house and they decided who would, who would have the master bedroom based on (laughs) playing a seven game series of NBA 2K, which Markeith won. So I think that's hilarious. And I think that's really fun. And it sounds like being in quarantine with them, they would come up with these fun ways to do things. Yeah. Like, who's getting the last Pop-Tart? Okay, let's play this game. I love <laughs> it, awesome. and I'd love to quarantine with the uh, Morris brothers between them and Mark Gosler. Yeah, they also play together at Kansas in college, so they probably have a down pat how to live together and have a lot of fun. So we mm-hmm. have our first matchup in the Elite Eight. So we have Mark Cuban <laughs> versus the Morris brothers. Let's move on to our next matchup. Let's talk about <laughs> Senator Marco Rubio versus the Hulk himself, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> this is where Mark Madness gets crazy. I know, yeah. I know. I, yeah, definitely. So, Johnny, um, yeah. I know you probably have a lot to say here. So let's, uh, let's hear your thoughts on Marco Rubio versus Mark Ruffalo. Well, it's so funny because – so when I saw Marco Rubio was on this list, obviously he's a politician, he's a, a right-wing conservative, um, and then – He's playing against Mark Ruffalo, who is not a politician, but Mark Ruffalo is, from, is on the other side of the political spectrum. He's a big Bernie Sanders supporter. So it's actually very interesting that, with, with, not talking about politics, that these two were paired against each other, because a lot of my perspective on both of them is shaped because of politics. Interesting. Okay. So what about with regards to the criteria of who yeah. you would want to live with? Uh, politics aside, what do you think yeah. about Marco Rubio versus Mark Ruffalo? So... I know politics aside, but I think because of Ruffalo's uh, political opinions, because he's more of a socialist, I think it'd be better to quarantine with him because I think he'd be more open to sharing his resources. Ooh, good point. Interesting. Nick, what about you? I have to assume, and I'm making assumptions, I don't want to make butts out of either you, me, or Johnny, (laughs) but I have to assume based on Marco Rubio's background in politics, he must have some sort of... um, to a degree, skill in, you know, allocating budgets or maybe, you know, figuring out where we're going to spend these dollars. The question now comes to, does he do that well? Personally, I don't know much. I don't know enough about his political career to be able to give an opinion on that, but I do know that he has some sort of experience in it. Mark Ruffalo, on the other hand, who, funny enough, when we, when I told Johnny we were doing a Mark Madness, he actually mentioned to me that Mark Ruffalo was his favorite Mark. So I just want to throw that out there, <laughs> which kind of works why we have these criteria. So it's not necessarily based on which Mark you love the most, um, who is your number one Mark. But lo- Mark- let me guess, uh, Marco Rubio was the one he loved the least. <laughs> I never said that. I never said that. He didn't. He did not. He didn't say that. (laughs) But um, Mark Ruffalo, um, or Ruffalo, however you want to pronounce it, I actually looked into it, and his favorite Italian food, it only specified his favorite Italian foods, which makes me assume his favorite type of food is Italian, which is one of mine too, so that's perfect. 
but his favorite Italian food in particular is eggplant parmesan, um, which I see on my list here. I wrote as eggplant farm by accident, <laughs> um, but eggplant parmesan, which um, really interesting. My favorite place to get eggplant parmesan is um, on Cote St. Luke Road at uh, Mamma Mia. And my bubby actually called today asking if Jody and I would like for her to order us for delivery eggplant parmesan from Mamma Mia. So I felt like this was almost like eggplant parmesan, Mark Ruffalo quarantine fate. <laughs> so based on his favorite food being eggplant parm and his favorite dessert being banana cream pie, I love cream pie. Banana is not necessarily at the top of my list, but I do love cream pie. So I got to go with Mark Ruffalo on this one. What about you, John? So with regards to the category of trying to figure out who's more resourceful when it comes to shopping or food and stuff, I mean, I don't know if I have too much of an opinion on Mark Ruffalo versus Marco Rubio, but I do know that um, a lot of the political uh, information that I take in, I mean, I, I read some, I listen to some, but a lot of what I take in is from SNL. And uh, Marco Rubio was obviously really big during the 2016 <laughs> presidential campaign, where he, he was very like, you know, running as a Republican and very um, opposed to Trump in a lot of things. And then the second that he stopped uh, being in politics or, or stopped running for the president, he like really made like a hard turn and really went like very Trumpy. And not 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 the political aspect of it, but the actual interesting part of it is that I do feel like he was seen as a little bit of a pushover. So that is interesting for me because I think if I live with someone during the quarantine, I would want someone to basically, you know, be able to say their opinions and I understand them and they're able to work together on stuff. So for that reason, along with the other stuff you said about uh, eggplant parmesan, I think <laughs> we're going to go ahead with Mark Ruffalo. I think we're all on the same page about that. Is this the third unanimous in a row? This is, is the third unanimous. Yeah, we haven't had any contentious ones yet. <laughs> Guys, this is why we're friends, because we all agree on the same marks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to uh, get intense in just a little bit. Okay, so you guys ready for the next matchup? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, next up, we have two sports people. We got Habs GM Mark Bergevin, and now new Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Marcus Mariota. So, Johnny, I know you're a sports guy. Um, you have a lot of opinions about the Habs. You've been a Habs fan for a long time. So what do you think? Uh, between who would be more resourceful to live with with regards to food shopping and things like that, Mark Bergevin or Marcus Mariota? It's really interesting because from these two personalities, if you're asking me who I'd rather live with during quarantine and who I believe will get a better grocery list, these are two individuals who – have had such high expectations and just completely bummed out. So I feel like either way, I'm going to be very disappointed about my situation. Having said that, I think Marcus Mariota offers more upside. Therefore, I think I'll be more optimistic about being quarantined with him. But let me think about that a bit more. Okay. Nick, what about you? Um, so these are two very interesting... I'm excited to see that these two are against each other because <laughs> um, it was weird doing research on the two of them. And again, everything I'm finding, I don't have my links for where I got the information, but it's all out there. If anyone wants to go do research on all these people, um, they can find the resources themselves. But my point in saying that is, I don't know if it's necessarily true, everything that I'm saying, but it's stuff that I did find online. Mark Bergevin, in terms of the criteria, the three criteria I came up with for the left side of the bracket, I wasn't able to find a single thing about him to meet my criteria in this case particular food relevant facts about him i couldn't find a single thing whereas mariota on the other hand 
I found his favorite foods included steak, pork, both fine with me, but then spam. So that one kind of, that, that one kind of triggered me a little bit, to be honest. It was a kind of triggering though that I didn't know how to deal with because on one hand, it tells me he likes spam, which initially I want to say is gross. But on the other hand, it does show that he knows his canned preservatives, which is something we definitely need during the quarantine. So although I am a little hesitant to go with Marcus Mariota's spam-loving self, it does make me wonder if he would be able to come up with a very good quarantine-based shopping list. Uh, before I give my vote, John, I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, so this, this you were talking about resourceful, and I think that, you know, someone who's a general manager, you know, who's running a team, he works with resources all the time. So he's trying to figure out, you know, salary cap. He's trying to put people on a team and figure out the best pieces to fit the puzzle of a team to make them successful. But saying all that, Mark Bergevin has been fairly horrible at that for many years now. I mean, I think Very. the big joke, and I'm not the biggest hockey person, but I think the big joke is that he's on like year nine of like a five-year plan. So he's shown me no evidence of being super resourceful. Uh, Mariota, someone who I've watched since he played for Oregon and made the uh, college football semifinals, and he was supposed to be a super successful quarterback. To me, he's kind of in the Ryan Tannehill mold of right now. He's, you know, leaving a team, going to a new team, hopefully able to, you know, start, start fresh and maybe become this greater quarterback that he was never able to do in Tennessee. So for me, the fact that the Las Vegas Raiders, I know they have Carr on their team, but that they would trust him to bring him on board makes me feel like he is someone who could be a good planner, who could be somebody who would be good with all that food stuff. I mean, for me, I don't know much about directly about, you know, spam or what foods they're into, but I don't trust Mark Bergevin. I wouldn't want to live with him based on anything that he's done so far, but Mariota, I'd feel a lot better about. Johnny, what about you? So if I could just add one thing, uh, you mentioned so access to resources, right? Mark Bergevin, being the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, obviously has access to the Bell Center. What does the Bell Center have, you say? The Bell Center is known for having the best hot dogs in the world. So if you're talking about quarantine being hopefully a short period of time, these hot dogs can sustain you for a long time. But if quarantine is going to last a long time, over four or five months, even more than that, then obviously I don't trust Mark Bergman's plan whatsoever. I'll have more faith in Marcus Mariota. But if you're asking what my vote is right now, I, I'm, I'm hesitant. But I want to say Bergevin because I think he's able to, even though he's, he, hasn't, he hasn't been successful in this plan, at least he's able to see the future and try to have a plan in place. So I'm going to trust Bergevin in this situation. Okay, so Paula goes Bergevin. Randy, what do you think? <laughs> um, look, you, you both raised some great points. The Bell Center does have delicious hot dogs. So that would be a plus for Bergevin. But um, John, you really opened my eyes and my opinion to the fact that Clearly, even though Mark Bergevin is supposed to be able to, you know, come up with a plan, execute the plan, allocate, you know, like do all these things, he hasn't been successful at it. And to me, during such a, a worrisome time, I can't be worrying about things like this. Whereas Marcus Mariota, um, look, he's the QB being the leader of the team. If he wants to be leader of our quarantine, I'll let him run QB on it, you know, and being that some of his favorite foods are things that I love and some of his favorite foods are 
non-perishables, I think he is the perfect person that I would want to be creating my quarantine shopping list. He's the backup quarterback, though, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, we don't know yet. Um, yeah, but I'm with Nick, I would say, for the Mariota over Bergevin. So I would do that one. Um, unfortunately, sorry, uh, Mark Bergevin, but we'll go with Mariota for this Get one. Get out of here. Our yeah. first non-unanimous Mark. Whew. If yeah, only Jeff Molson would be next to realize Mark Bergevin should be out of here. Yeah, I see uh, O'Brand in the chat said uh, Bergman, Ber- Bergevin on a, uh, again, I got a five-month plan for this quarantine. Uh, month <laughs> nine, nothing done. That's very Bergevin. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to the other side of the bracket. So we will Shout start. Shout out to anyone who's in the chat, by the way. Yeah, Shout thanks out. for watching, guys. We're Thank happy to have watching. you with Thank us. Thank you for contributing. Okay, so 2020 Mark Madness bracket. Let's move to the other side of the bracket. And our first matchup. Very interesting. We have Mark McGrath, the lead singer of Sugar Ray, versus Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself. So let's talk about the criteria for this side of the bracket for round number one. So very similar to you, Nick, I wanted to talk about being resourceful. So last night I was talking to Allie and I asked her, I said, tell me what are the things that you would want to live with? What kind of person you want to live with during quarantine? And she said, someone who has basic survival skills, Mm -hmm. someone who's able to be resourceful, be a good planner and definitely be patient. So right now I want to figure out, not necessarily specifically, I know you were talking a lot about food, but I want to know who has basic survival skills to get through the quarantine. We'll start with Mark McGrath versus Mark Hamill. Johnny, we'll start with you. Okay. So it's a very interesting question for these two characters specifically. So you look at Mark McGrath, I don't know much about him, but what I do know of Mark McGrath is he was on Celebrity Big Brother a few years ago. And what do you learn about yourself in the Big Brother house? You learn about being patient. You learn about taking advantage of the moments and being resourceful. You have to use what you can while you can. So if, if I'm going off how, I, how he represented himself in the Big Brother house, I'm kind of impressed and uh, I'm very intrigued. When it comes to Luke Skywalker, <laughs> I'm not a big Star Wars fan. But he is the definition of having patience and, and being resourceful and, and being able to strike. And, and, and because I'm not a Star Wars guy, I'm going to say leader of the Empire, but I, that's probably wrong. <laughs> but he is, uh, he's the Jedi. And Jedis are someone that you, you would want to follow. Okay, Nick, what about you? Very well said. Um, funny enough with this, well, first of all, Mark McGrath, aside from Celebrity Big Brother, recently... Um, was all over Twitter and kind of uh, resurfaced because he's on the website Cameo. For those of you who don't know, you can hire celebrities for X amount of money to send you or someone else a personalized message. Um, Mark McGrath became very popular on Cameo recently because a video went viral of him breaking up with someone on Cameo. A girlfriend or ex-girlfriend for that matter sent her boyfriend at the time a video of mark mcgrath breaking up with him for her so that was horrible but hysterical so that's mark mcgrath which funny enough he was the person when looking into him and doing some research that cameo video aside who i felt i'd actually be friends with in real life the most i'd be most likely to like hang out with and be like oh we have this in common but again we're sticking to the criteria of who would be the best at survival. I think something that's really important, and it's kind of, you touched on it earlier, John, um, during this quarantine, we have to be certain of ourselves, or at least someone in the household has to be certain. I'm not so certain. I'm kind of indecisive or kind of like, oh, 
what do you want to eat? Oh, what do you want to get? So I need someone who's going to really like, be like, okay, this is what we're buying. Okay. If I can't make a decision myself, they have to be able to make decisions is the point that I'm getting at. Mark Hamill, when asked, what's your favorite book, movie, song, group, food, color, drink, sports, anything, his ongoing answer is, is always too many to choose just one, so stop asking me. That doesn't sound like someone who is decisive. That doesn't sound like someone who can really make distinct decisions. And I factor that in heavily when we're talking about survival during the quarantine. On the other hand, Mark McGrath seems to have survived a lot. He actually admittedly has not performed a single show sober. So, dude, this guy's seen it. And like you brought up, a really great point, Johnny. Um, Big Brother really brings out your survival skills, being able to come up with your resources and act on what you have and where you want to go. So I think Mark McGrath... Funny enough, because Mark Hamill is a uh, Jedi, but Mark McGrath seems a lot more resourceful, so he's going to get my vote. John? Yeah, I think we're in a little bit of a Zach Moore situation here, where if we were using Luke Skywalker and not Mark Hamill, I think I would go in the Mark Hamill direction. But with regards to Mark McGrath, I mean, I'm a huge Big Brother fan, and seeing him on Celebrity Big Brother, he was one of my favorite people in the house that season. And he was a survivor. I mean, just somebody who kept getting targeted and, and made it through and like, you know, except for some twists, probably should have won the game. So he was somebody who I really loved and was one of my favorite people on the show. He has some awesome music and, uh, you know, he has that song every morning and I could just picture myself, you know, getting up and, and hanging out with Mark McGrath and just, he just seems like a cool guy to hang out with. Um, you talked about him being on Cameo, totally willing to just have some fun with some people and do things. And, uh, I guess even like break up with some people. <laughs> so I think him being on Cameo also is an ode to his survival skills because it shows in 2020 what he's willing to do to make money and survive. But sorry, yes. 100%, because even through a quarantine, you still want those, some celebrities to shout you out and do things like that. Well, whereas Mark Hamill, I mean, everything I know about him, he's become a little bit of a grumpy older man. <laughs> so from what I've seen in the interviews, um, also in all like the new Star Wars and stuff, uh, we see grumpy Luke Skywalker a lot. So um, for me, I would just rather be with someone who is cooler, down to earth, chiller. And, and to me, uh, basic survival skills, I'm going to give it up to Mark McGrath for real life. If it was Luke Skywalker in you know, fake life, then we would go with, ahead with that. So we're all on the same page. Mark McGrath? Mark McGrath. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Mark McGrath. If I could just add one small thing. Of course. I think it's, impo it's important to note that there's physically surviving and then there's actually mentally surviving. And in order to mentally survive, you have to be able to get along with the person you are quarantining with. I, I was reading up about Mark McGrath and besides Big Brother, which I'm super impressed about, he once, uh, when, he was, when he was younger, his friends dared him to get a tattoo of a Rolex watch. And he, he did it. And, he, and now he, he's very public about how he regrets that. But however, being in that situation, having those type of friends, being, being vulnerable, you know, just living in the moment, it makes me think that, you know what, I could survive with this guy. So yeah, my vote is definitely with uh, Sugar Ray. Yeah, he just seems like a bro that you'd want to hang out with. And uh, totally. sometimes it's a little much, but sometimes it's cool. <laughs> and uh, I'd be happy to be living with Mark McGrath. So we're all good to move him through. Yeah, isn't it funny though? I found in my research, one of the fun facts about Mark McGrath is that he loves Star Wars. So when seeing this matchup, I uh, can't help but find it um, almost like our Morris Brothers, Zach Morris matchup. 
Yeah, the irony is there. And I think Mark McGrath would want us to move Luke Skywalker through, but you're not doing this bracket, <laughs> Mark McGrath. We are. So we're going to move on to the next matchup. In our Sweet 16, we got two very interesting people. We got Mark Anthony, so very famous singer, um, Latin singer, uh, I believe. And we got Marco, <laughs> sorry, we got Marco Polo, who is uh, Italian. And uh, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for this one. I'm going to let Nick explain Marco Polo versus Mark Anthony. I feel like he's going to explain this really well. Uh, so, Nick, what do you think about these two? Um, once again, the criteria that uh, John made for his side of the bracket for the first round is survival. Marco Polo was probably the person on this entire list who at first I was sure I would not want to quarantine with, but then doing more research, he actually climbed up to the top of my list, surprisingly. Marco Polo is an interesting dude, I swear to God. And that really, um, not, not surprised me, but like I, I was very uh, interested to learn more about him. So in terms of survival, I mean, Marco Polo brought pasta to Italy. Like it wouldn't be a did thing. He really? He did. He actually ventured over to China and saw them eating noodles and brought the idea of noodles as meals, as food back to Italy. So, I That's mean, crazy. survival in that way. Crazy, right? Marco Polo, he is an all-star in the making, and we didn't even know it. Um, he also essentially created the most primitive version of protein shakes by um, drying out milk and then adding water in his flask to the dried milk. Marco so, Polo? Marco Polo. Wow. Who would have thunk it, right? So, this guy knows how to survive. I mean... If you want to talk about rationing and, you know, having um, food that won't go to waste, I mean, this guy was drying up milk and creating protein shakes for later. So that was huge. He also was an explorer. So his job required him to have survival skills, required for him to, when out on a venture, be able to, you know, not only get there, but be able to get back. So I know, Johnny, you mentioned survival is not only physically surviving, but it's also mentally surviving. And I don't know about mentally, but Marco Polo seems like he can definitely, in the literal sense of the word, survive a crisis. Mark Anthony, all I was really able to find about him was that he loved, his favorite animal's cats and his favorite dessert is ice cream. Although I do love ice cream, I do not love cats. <laughs> I know that has nothing to do with survival, but that's just something I had to throw out there. So that's what I um, discovered about the two of them, uh, if you want to pick up from here, John. So that's so interesting that you're talking about all these different things that Marco Polo did, which I did not see. Uh, and that actually probably changes my mind because I was definitely leaning towards Mark Anthony. I figured somebody who's been alive in this century probably would be somebody <laughs> who you'd want to be quarantined with. Uh, just because there's so much to explain. I mean, if you had to snap your fingers and Marco Polo was right next to you, you would have a lot of questions and uh, that might get annoying. Why um, do you have a bow and arrow? Yeah, exactly. Oh, how am I speaking English? I'm Italian. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for uh, so this is the thing. So I was very curious. Why do we play the game Marco Polo? And why is it called Marco Polo? So I looked this up and uh, there's no real explanation, but people believe it's because the famed explorer Marco Polo didn't really have a clue as to where he was going. So then people would say Marco Polo to try and find him. And uh, that was why 
you know, people play that when you're in a swimming pool with your friends or whatever you play Marco Polo. So I thought he was kind of like clumsy and, and that's why I was leaning towards Mark Anthony. But right now, Nick, with all the things you're talking about, um, the fact that he brought over pasta and uh, the mm-hmm. thing about the protein shakes, like super interesting stuff. So yes, with regards to being resourceful, now I'm kind of leaning towards Marco Polo. Johnny, what about you? So it's interesting. Uh, I think Nick made a very compelling argument and uh, I'm leaning towards agreeing. However, one thing I want to, I want to point out about Mark Anthony is I, I tried doing research on him. It was very difficult. Really? I, did find, I did find that he also, he did love cats. You're right about that. And one thing that kept coming up over and over again is that he's the top selling salsa artist. Therefore, surviving with somebody, if, they, if, if they're going to teach me how to salsa, I can't dance. I cannot dance. People who know me know, Johnny, you, you cannot dance. No matter what you're doing, it is horrible. It's disgusting. It can't work. But if there was one dance move that I would want to learn if I could dance, it would be the salsa. So with that, I, I, I'm leaning towards Mark Anthony. However, Marco Polo is like the most interesting person ever. Like from, from him from him bringing pasta to, to Italy, which I did not know. Thank you, Nick, for teaching me that. that that's really, really great. He also believes in, in magic. And people who know me also know that I also love magic. So I think myself and Marco Polo could get along very, very well. And I think I could teach him some magic tricks. He could teach me some magic tricks. I think we'd have a good time. I think I could survive with Marco Polo. So my vote goes for Marco Polo. And Nick, what was your vote? Well, first of all, I just want anyone who is viewing um, to maybe um, send Johnny some dancing confidence in the comments. <laughs> please let him know he is an amazing dancer and so not. to please dance on. Um, I got to go with Marco Polo. I mean, again, going into this, I did not think Marco Polo would be on the top of my list, but he is one interesting dude. And although I described the reasons he can, in the literal sense of the word, survive a crisis, going back to Johnny's point of mentally surviving, um, it was said apparently that Marco Polo would mistaken rhinos as unicorns because of their horns, and he'd mistaken other creatures and animals as mythical creatures. So it goes to show that Marco Polo has a really vast and big imagination, which I think is going to really come in handy when in quarantine. You know, you got to come up with new games, you got to come up with ways to pass the time. So Marco Polo seems like a great candidate to quarantine with, and I got to vote for him. Yes, this is great. I mean, uh, I thought that Mark Anthony would for sure get through. If this was the actual NCAA March Madness, Mark Anthony would for sure have the higher seed. And this would be like a bust of the bracket right here that Marco Polo would make it through. I was interested in potentially living with Mark Anthony. I mean, I want to hear all the stories about what it was like to be married to JLo. Um, so that would be super interesting. But with everything you guys are saying about Marco Polo, I have to put him through as well. So are we all on the same page? We're all putting in Marco Polo. Absolutely. Marco Polo, baby. <laughs> How could you pass that up? <laughs> wow, that is a huge... Wild card of the decade. Yeah. You guys hear what I said? How could you pass that, that up? What? <laughs> yes, yes. And Johnny, for the record, no one he says you're dancing is disgusting. My dancing is horrible. <laughs> no one has said this, Johnny. Can I share right. a really quick 20-second story? Always. Share a quick 50-second yeah. so, story. I had a work conference in, uh, in Denver last year. And uh, after one of the full days, we, we went out to, uh, to a bar in the evening. And one of my coworkers was trying to teach me how to salsa dance. And for the whole day, I'm like, no, you're not going to teach me. It's not going to work. It's going to be a disaster. But eventually, they convinced me. I went on the dance floor. I, I took one step in. And then I was told to throw my arm out like that to, like, swing it. And as I swung my arm out, I smacked somebody in the face. Since then, I've never tried to dance again. 
and I won. <laughs> wow, that that's disgusting, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I hit them really hard. I felt so bad. It was jo- Johnny. I'm sure not only do they forgive you, but that you need to get your feet back on the dance floor and try, try again. Teach I me, agree. Nikki. <laughs> Hashtag motivation Monday for tomorrow. I mean, yeah, we're... people in the world who teach me to dance. It's definitely Nick and John coming from the entertainment industry. We're going to work on this, Johnny. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next matchup. We got two more for the Sweet 16. And our next one is Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> versus Mark Harmon. Okay. So we got Mark Zuckerberg, the creator of Facebook or one of the creators of Facebook. Um, <laughs> depends yeah. who you're asking. Yeah, it depends well, who you sorry. ask, really. It's a little <laughs> controversial. But um, so the creator of the social networking service, Facebook, and uh, obviously a lot of people know about this from the movie The Social Network. Um, and most people are on Facebook. Uh, so we're talking about Mark Zuckerberg today. Obviously, super cool if, you know, potentially living with him when he was creating Facebook in college. But, you know, how is it living with him right now in 2020? And then we have Mark Harmon. So um, he was named the sexiest man alive by people in 1986. That was my fun fact. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. (laughs) That's fine, fine. (laughs) But uh, if anyone cares about that. uh, He was also uh, really big on the West Wing and in a bunch of different shows. So a really famous actor that a lot of people love, Mark Harmon versus Mark Zuckerberg. So I will pass it off to Nick. What do you think about this matchup? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg was the person on this entire list everyone else i was doing my research i was you know going from mark cuban onto mark mcgrath mark zuckerberg was the only person that i ended up in like a half hour hole of just watching mark zuckerberg videos this dude is i don't i don't know the word for it but um he is something else um Mark Zuckerberg, um, I mean, look, I think he has shown that he is able to survive um, without a doubt. I mean, people have tried to tear him down, I think, in every kind of aspect of his career. Not, I don't know about his life, but during his career, people have tried to just bring him down again and again. He is also the self-proc- self-proclaimed, uh, what did he call himself? Uh, I think the the meat chef, the self-proclaimed uh, meat chef, he loves smoking meats. I don't know if any of you have seen that live stream of him on Facebook smoking brisket, but he is the meat chef. Um, Mark Harmon, on the other hand, I think I saw that he was ranked on a website called, I think it was like Ranker or something like that, that he is one of the top celebrities you want to grab a beer with, as well as one of the top celebrities known as a good guy. I think that's really big on survival, being a genuinely good person. And especially if it's just him and I having some compassion and empathy and like, you know, not necessarily looking for himself to survive, but for us both to survive. So that's a big factor for me. And Mark, I don't know if he would necessarily be looking out for number one. Which Mark? Sorry, <laughs> this is Mark Madness. Uh, I don't know if Zuck would be looking out for the both of us. Classic or, Zuck. Classic Zuck. Or he'd be looking out for, you know, himself as he, as history has shown us he does. So I got to give this one to Mark Harmon, Mr. Uh, NCIS West Wing good guy, Mark Harmon. John? Uh, so I'll go first. So I'll, I'll talk about this. Uh, for me, actually, I'm going to go in the Mark Zuckerberg direction. Um, so I was thinking about this for a while. I mean, I've not, I've never been a big Mark Harmon person. I mean, he's been in a lot of things, but I was never a Jag person. I was never a West Wing. Um, I do see that, you know, a lot of people like him. I feel like he's a little bit more interesting for people 
um, a little bit older than us, uh, like a generation above us or uh, NCIS or any of those shows. So th these are something that I, I, I was never that interested in. Um, I did see that he was a college football quarterback for UCLA. Oh, um, go Bruins. Yeah, which was uh, really interesting. So that was cool. And I figured there'd be some interesting stuff to talk to him about. But I just keep resorting back to the fact that Zuckerberg probably has so many good stories. And, you know, with his wealth and the fact that, you know, uh, time person of the year, Forbes, world's most powerful person. I just feel like with regards to the criteria and being resourceful and able to survive, Zuckerberg seems like a perfect person to be living with. So for me, my vote would be Zuckerberg. So Johnny, it's your turn to break the tie. Zuckerberg or Harmon? So I, I relish this opportunity to be the, the tiebreaker here. Um, I think if this, was a, if this was the case on the other side of the board, when it came to Nick's question, I think Mark Zuckerberg would be the more resourceful person. However, for this side of the board, which is John's question of who would you rather survive with or who could you, who's better for your survival, I, it, it, it's tough. But by the way, fun fact, did you guys know Mark Zuckerberg is the only person on Facebook who you are not able to block? Fun fact. It shows that he's just a bit, a bit too neurotic for me. I think I would go for, uh, for Mark Harmon for a few reasons. One, I, I, I also saw what Nick saw in the sense that uh, he, is, he is rated the person you want to grab a beer with. So I think he has a lot of interesting stories to share. He was voted sexiest man alive, as John said, or maybe it was Nick who said that, but I think it was John. And the fact that he played college football and was the quarterback for UCLA Bruins, I, I think there's so much in common. Like, not that I'm a quarterback by any means, but that we could talk about sports all day long. So I think for my... From a, from, a, from a mental survival standpoint, I think I'd have a better time with Mark Harmon. Ooh, that's an upset for me, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll go ahead with it. So, wow, we got some interesting people going into the second round. So we got Mark Harmon over Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> also, right. if I can just pause yeah. for a second, shout out Natalie. She just messaged me that she is listening or watching and she is enjoying. So, hey, Natalie, if you're still hey, there, Natalie. what's up? And also, thank you so much anyone else who's watching, commenting, listening. Um, just before we hit our peak, so far of people tuned in so that's really cool and yeah, yeah sorry no no problem super excited uh hopefully we'll get this done before the uh, big uh, elton john concert the winner of the last bracket from last year <laughs> uh, they're just coming on at nine o'clock later so we don't want to be up against them so let's move on to our last matchup in the sweet 16 we got marky mark Wahlberg versus carl marx so <laughs> where to begin jokes matchup. <laughs> so um, you know, when Mark Wahlberg woke up this morning, I bet he was thinking, would people rather live with me or Karl Marx? Nick, do you have an answer to that question? Ooh. <laughs> I love this matchup. Uh, John was saying to me that like, we have to include Karl Marx, um, his derivative to shout out to Jill. Also, Jill, you're watching too. I know. I Nick, see you. I'm liking your comments. I, oh, no, I, I love the hey, people. Jill. I love the people. Um, but look, um, I think John was like, yo, we have to have Karl Marx. That's a hilarious derivative of Mark. I agreed. I think it's awesome. Mark Wahlberg was the person at the beginning before doing any of my research. I said, from what I know of them, I'd probably get along with the best. Um, again, just from what I see out there, what I know of him. In terms of survival, I mean, he just seems like a genuinely good guy. So for our communal survival, that is huge. Um, he does have access to a lot of hamburgers, a la Wahlburgers. So that is huge for survival. Um, he also seems very in shape. So I think he would, you know, keep the household on a nice regimen in terms of physical activity, working out, uh, eating well. I think I could survive 
pretty well being in quarantine with Mark Wahlberg. Something interesting I found about Karl Marx, though, and this wasn't something I was expecting, but something that I think would really work for the communal survival, I found a couple of really interesting quotes. Karl Marx said, hunger is hunger, but the hunger that is satisfied by cooked meat eaten with a knife and a fork differs from hunger that devours raw meat with the help of hand, nails, and teeth. He also said, in his discussion of food consumption under capitalism, Marx said, he is concerned less with the consumption by the upper class than with the nutritional intake of the great majority of the population. That was huge for me because it goes to show me that Karl Marx is not necessarily looking to survive himself. He will ration the food and the supplies between the two of us. He is all for the greater good of the population, in this case being myself and him. So that was something that I found very interesting and would be a huge factor in our survival, despite my initial inclination of Mark Wahlberg being the better of the two. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, so it's interesting because I think at first glance, I'm kind of like, oh, Mark Wahlberg, awesome, funny, cool guy, actor. Um, I I believe he's a director, also producer. You know, there's so much going for him. But as I was doing research, uh, he has a pretty uh, revealing troubled, troubled past. That was, it's, it's kind of alarming. However, I do believe in second chances. Um, he, he did spend some time in, uh, he spent some time in prison, but he was eventually released and he's, he's done his time. And I, I think he's doing a lot of good things in the world right now. So uh, you can't really blame somebody for their past mistakes if it's, if it's forgivable. But then when it comes to Karl Marx, who, <laughs> when I was looking through this list, he was the one guy I just, I started laughing when I read this whole list. He is extremely interesting, extremely controversial, depending where you fall on the political spectrum. Um, but I, I, I tend to agree with what Nick said also. Despite some of the concerns that I have with Karl Marx, it is very reassuring that he does, in theory, believe in people over profits. And what does that mean? That means taking care of the average Joe. That means fighting for the working class, fighting for the middle class, fighting for somebody who can't fight for themselves. So I think from that perspective, it's super interesting and super reassuring that he will make sure that everyone has access to resources. But can I see myself actually living and surviving with Karl Marx? I think that would be horrible and so boring, but I am, I'm struggling to answer your question, but I, I think I would go with, I gotta go with Mark Wahlberg at the end of the day. I have, I, I, I have to go with Mark Wahlberg. Okay, so for me, um... The, you know, when talking about Marky Mark, I think he has a ton of great stories. He's somebody who, with regards to basic survival skills, he's done a ton of interesting movies, um, you know, movies that probably have a lot of uh, interesting uh, information that could help survive the crisis uh, that we're living in right now. So that's interesting. I would want to definitely hear about uh, his brother uh, being a new kids on the block. So that would be super interesting for me. Um, I want to hear about good vibrations, an amazing song from the nineties. So for me, I'm, I, I would love to live with Mark Wahlberg, but with regards to Karl Marx, that's an interesting one because as far as I understand, he's responsible for um, a lot of dictators and a lot of problems that have happened around the world. So imagine uh, you snap your fingers. We were talking about Marco Polo earlier. You snap your fingers and Karl Marx is right next to you, living alone with you in quarantine through this crisis. He's going to be dying to get out because he's going to want to try and fix this whole thing and write his manifesto. And to me, he would be too chaotic to live with. So mm-hmm. I would prefer to, do, to live with Mark Wahlberg over Karl Marx. Nick, what about you? What was your vote? This one was tough because um, 
Karl Marx, I think, was the person right below Marco Polo who surprised me, surprised me the most when doing my research. But Mark Wahlberg was the number one at my at the top of my list going into the research of people I think I would just like the most. And despite Karl Marx giving me some good uh, reasons for why I believe he'll be in this for the greater good, that being myself and his survival, I just can't pass up on the mental aspect of survival. And I don't think me and Karl Marx have much in common. I don't think me and Karl Marx can sit and play a board game and chat for hours on hours during the day. Because, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing right now during this quarantine. So I got to go with Marky Mark as well. Yeah, and, and I was just, uh, I just had Ali text me and she was just basically giving her two cents into this and, and saying that Karl Marx just loves the chaos and would probably want people to get the virus maybe and then start to rebuild the world in a way that um, he would want it to be seen. So I feel like- Karl? Uh, yeah, let's just, let's just pause the chaos. Uh, Karl Marx would be very confused why he's, uh, you know, just suddenly waking up in 2020 with this virus. Um, we all agree. Let's, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, let's stick with Mark Wahlberg and uh, we'll move on. So we got all of our matchups for the Elite Eight. Love so it. So now, now you guys know the whole bracket. So this will probably go a little bit quicker. So in the Elite Eight, our first matchup in the Elite Eight, we have Mark Cuban versus the brothers Morris, Marcus and Mark Keith. So Nick, what is your second criteria to get through the second round? So my second criteria for the left side of the bracket was which of the two would have the best recommendations for shows to binge while in quarantine? Who do we believe would come up with the best recommendations of content to consume. Let's actually take it there. It doesn't necessarily need to be shows to watch, but content to consume. Interesting. So I guess I'll go first on this one. I feel like Marcus and Markeith probably know the funniest video is the funniest things to consume. So this is really interesting because I thought Mark Cuban for sure would be the favorite in this matchup. But with regards to that specific criteria of things to watch, I know Mark Cuban, super resourceful, but how much time does he have to watch TV? I know he's on TV a lot, but he probably doesn't know what to binge. And Marcus and Markeith, for sure, you talked about them playing video games together, um, you know, making bets on things, making YouTube videos. I, I feel like Marcus and Markeith would have my vote if this is the specific criteria of like, who would I want to live with? That would be super fun. I feel like we have an upset brewing here and I would go with the Morris brothers. Johnny, what about you? It's hard to disagree with what you just said. You know, like, yes, Mark Cuban, he's on Shark Tank. What an awesome show to watch. And a very fun show to binge watch during quarantine, if you haven't seen it already. Mm. But it's tough because you're right. Does Mark Cuban himself know what's good on TV? Because of the question that Nick posed for this, for, for this round, it, it, it's tough to actually support Mark Cuban here because you got to assume that the, uh, the, the brothers have – they probably have access. They probably spend more of their time watching funny shows, funny YouTube videos. They're on TikTok, probably Instagram, all this stuff. I, it's hard to go against them, which is a shame because I really saw Mark Cuban going far in this tournament. But yeah, I think an upset might be brewing here. I think you're right, John. I think this is like when Duke made it like super far <laughs> last year, except, and we expected like Zion to win the national championship. And then it was, I think it was in the elite eight or something. He got knocked out. And uh, I feel like that's what's happening with Mark Cuban right now. Uh, we got an upset brewing. Nick, what do you think? Or it's like that time that Marco Polo passed the first round. 
Um, <laughs> so I'm actually going to go against the grain on this one. I do agree with all the points you made. They're great points. The Morris brothers, um, as a beautifully one entity, probably have more time to consume content and watch TV. So they probably have good recommendations. But something I did, I found when researching was that Mark Cuban allegedly, I say allegedly because I didn't, you know, double check all of my sources, but he allegedly um, owns close to a billion dollars worth of Amazon stock. Um, I don't know about all of you, but Jody and I have been, well, we actually just finished right before this podcast. We had been binging Hunters. Amazing show. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, go check it out. Um, Amazon Prime has been the um, streaming service we've actually been using the most recently, whether it was binging Hunters, watching SVU. They have a lot of really good stuff. I just finished watching The Boys. Amazing show. If I can right now cancel my Prime subscription because Mark Cuban can get it for him and I in quarantine, as well as I'd assume I have to an extent a knowledge of what might be the good shows to watch on Prime because Mark Cuban on um, Shark Tank seems like he not only, um, when he invests in a business, he doesn't only put his money in, he seems to be knowledgeable about the business. I mean, he seems like a smart guy who wouldn't put his money into something without knowing every aspect of that product. So despite maybe not watching so much television himself, I like to believe he would know, for the most part, a lot of the things that Amazon has to offer, which includes their prime streaming service. So I got to go with Mark Cuban because I want the free prime. I want the recommendations on prime and Cuban's my guy in this round. Yeah, but the thing is, is couldn't you get really good Prime without having Mark Cuban living with you? I know that you would have to probably spend the $10 a month to get it, but you still get all the recommendations for shows. The service is still available. Uh, I, like I said, I just feel that Mark Cuban is so busy all the time. He actually may invest in Amazon, but has no interest in any of the shows that are on there. So that's why I feel like I'm leaning toward the Morris Brothers. Look, I know it's an upward battle and uh, it seems like it's one that I'm going to lose in this round, but I'm sticking with Cuban. It's tough times. If I could save the $10 a month, I'm saving it. And uh, yeah, it looks like I'm going uh, down with the Cuban ship. So Johnny, your final vote was for who? I keep going back and forth here. Like uh, Nick speaks like, oh my God, he's right. Cuban, yes, he has those resources. Then John speaks like, no, Cuban doesn't have that. The Morris Brothers are more funny. But to be honest, I, I don't know much about the Morris brothers. So like, I'm only assuming that they have good taste in television because they have more time. I honestly don't know. So you have to make a call. That, I have to make a call. And I'm obviously breaking the tie here, even though I relished that opportunity before. When it comes to this, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning both ways. But because I know I've made a decision, I'm going to go with go with Mark Cuban. I, I, I can't go Ooh. against him here. And because wow. he access to, the, to it. Yeah. And you know, i like, I, I don't know enough about the Morris brothers. I can't make a decision. And I honestly think they've, they, and, 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 and it would, this is a really tough question. It's a really tough question. And it, it's, I, I'm split. I'm, I'm like 55% in favor of Mark Cuban here. So it's just over half. So I'm going to go with Cuban. Wow. Okay. That's all we yeah. need. Yeah. Very difficult question. Probably the most difficult question you're going to ever have to answer in your life. Mark Cuban versus Marcus <laughs> and Marquise Morris. But the brothers go down. We're going to move into our next matchup in the Elite Eight. We got Mark Ruffalo versus Marcus Mariota. Um, Nick, why don't we start with you? I'm just going to guess that Mark Ruffalo probably has a better catalog of recommendations for shows and content. 
I mean, first of all, he's the goddamn Hulk. So I, I love me some Marvel. I love me anything superhero related. Um, so he probably has some good recommendations there. Um, he's a very famous movie star. So I feel like he's really in tune with, you know, not only pop culture, but what's trending in television and movies. Marcus Mariota, um, look, I know that he <laughs> likes preservable foods like Spam, but other than that, <laughs> I don't know much about his actual interests in television and otherwise. I think Mark Ruffalo would really have a good catalog of recommendations. What do you guys think? Johnny, uh, you yeah. know, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Mark Ruffalo too. Um, you know, for me, I think Marcus Mariota got lucky to get Mark Bergevin as a matchup in the first round. I feel like that was just like a walkover. <laughs> Um, but I agree with Nick with regards to television watching and binge watching. I feel like Mark Ruffalo is probably more resourceful in that sense, someone that I'd rather be living with for that. So, um, you know, Marcus Mariota, though, you know, we don't know how he'll be as a quarterback. I certainly know he's not the most interesting player in the NFL. So for me, I'm going to lean to Mar- towards Mark Ruffalo. I assume you're probably on the same page, but tell me what you think. Yeah, I mean, like, so I'm not a big superhero fan. Uh, I, I don't know much about Marvel, but if you – any point in my life asked me who my favorite superhero is, I'll most, most of the time would have said the Hulk. I, I, something about the Hulk. I love the Hulk. I'm interested in everything ab- about him. And Mark Ruffalo is my favorite Hulk. And I, I have to assume being in the movie industry, being in, in that business, he knows the right people, probably knows what's good, what's not good, and what actual celebrities want to watch. So I, I'm super curious about that. And I, I would definitely go Mark Ruffalo over uh, Marcus Mariota. Okay, so we have Mark Ruffalo moving on to the final four. Now we're going to go to the other side of the bracket for our next Elite Eight matchup. Okay, so for the question, the criteria for this time. So what we want to know is is for our matchup of Mark McGrath versus Marco Polo, Marco Polo with the big upset in the first round, is living with them sustainable? So do they eat all the food? Will they get on your nerves? Are they a good listener? So this is what I want to know is, you know, you might be able to live with them for a day, but can you live with them long-term? So Nick, like we'll, Nick, we'll start with you. Sorry. Um, it's so who would I most likely be able to live with long-term? Yeah. So if this quarantine lasts longer and hopefully it doesn't, but lasts longer than we think it will, which one of these guys, Mark McGrath or Marco Polo, <laughs> do you think you can you know, go through with it the whole way? Is living with them sustainable? So look, Marco, sustainability. Okay. So Marco Polo, Marco Polo, like he surprised me. He really, um, he was the undercard. I didn't think I would have any interest in him. He turned out to be a super interesting dude. But as I mentioned earlier, Mark McGrath was the person that after doing my research seemed like the most I would be friends with. So I don't even think it needs more of an explanation than that. I think Mark McGrath would easily be someone that I can sustain a long lasting um, roommateship with. What about you guys? Johnny? Yeah, um, I think it has to be asked, like Marco Polo, if he was able to answer this one question I have for him, maybe it was in my opinion. Does Marco Polo like to play Marco Polo? If the answer is yes, and I have a swimming pool, I would love to play with him. I think that would be the ultimate game of Marco Polo, playing with Marco Polo. But Mark McGrath, like I said before, I don't know too, too much about him, but based on being Sugar Ray, being on Celebrity Big Brother, you know, like having tons of stories to share about his old times with his boys when he was younger, he just seems like a way 
cooler guy in a sense. And I think I could sustain a long conversation with him, play fun games with him. And just, I don't think it would get boring. So I'll have to go with Mark McGrath. Yeah, this is super interesting because uh, Mark McGrath is a huge favorite. To me, this is the Kansas, Kentucky. This is the like big name school that's getting through the bracket. And Mark McGrath, I would definitely consider a favorite here. Um, You know, we're talking about is living with them sustainable? Do they eat all the food? Will they get on your nerves? And I feel like you guys are saying Marco Polo, you know, came out of nowhere for me. I wasn't expecting him to do anything in this bracket. And then we were talking about all the things that he could do. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like, potentially brought pasta to Italy, like potentially made protein shakes. Like these are all really cool things, but eventually like, are you going to be tired of, you know, talking to this guy from the 1300s or 1200s and, you know, like, is this going to get tiring of explaining what every single thing is in your house and how it works and what technology is. And I just feel like Mark McGrath, super cool guy. Like I said, we saw him on big brother. We saw him on the live feeds, super fun guy great at playing games, coming up with songs, things like that. And I just feel like living with Mark McGrath is more sustainable. So I think we're all on the same page here. We're all going to go with Mark McGrath to the final four. Yeah. And fun fact also, Mark McGrath growing up, his best friend's name was Mick G. Nichols. So first of all, Mick G, hilarious, but also Nichols. So I have faith that my name being so similar, being Nicholas, (laughs) that we could also be best friends. So... I see a future for mine and Mark McGrath's friendship. All right. So we are moving Mark McGrath through to the final four. And our last matchup in the Elite Eight, we have Mark Harmon versus Mark Wahlberg. I guess I'll start first here. So what I really think is, I, I feel like I would give it to Mark Wahlberg. I just think that we're talking about sustainability, you know, being able to watch different movies, um, being able to talk to them about things, you know, are they going to eat all the food? Are they going to get annoying? Are they going to, um, you know, like I know that Mark Harmon probably seems like the more calm, cool and collected one, um, which may be why you guys would go in that direction. But for me, Mark Wahlberg just seems like more fun. And, and for someone who's more interested in living with Mark McGrath, I really think that uh, Mark Wahlberg is more in that vein. So my vote would be for Mark Wahlberg here. Uh, Johnny, what about you? Wait, jo- jo- Johnny, did you yeah. catch? <laughs> I, he's calm. So I guess you guys would be more in yeah. but Mark Wahlberg's fun. So I <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like uh, with Mark Wahlberg, you know, like he's such an awesome, cool guy. He does, you know, like just his life. It's so interesting. But I feel like if we were hanging out all the time, I feel like you just beat the crap out of me one day, just get tired of my crap and just like, like we'll start wrestling. But with Mark Harmon, you know, like we said before, but like he was the quarterback of UCLA. So I think we can talk about college football. But besides that, I don't know what else you would really talk about. But so I think my vote will actually go to Mark Wahlberg. I think there's just so much to talk about with Mark Wahlberg. And this question for this round, it just favors Mark Wahlberg. I, I, I can't say none of him. Yeah, um, I totally agree. And I think um, you both raised some really great points. Um, Mark Wahlberg, just from what I see from an outside lens, he seems to have coolest person in the room syndrome, where I feel like just like anywhere he goes, despite the fact that he's Mark Wahlberg and Marky Mark, I feel like he's just comes across as a very interesting, um, lovable person. Like people want to you know, just get to know him better and talk to him. And he seems like he has a lot of really interesting things to say. And I think you both mentioned just based on the life he's uh, lived, that he probably has some incredible stories. Um, to Johnny's point, he does seem like the type of guy who's very prone to giving out noogies or like kind of like, hey, you know, just kind of punching you in the arm. But 
I feel like he would keep things interesting. And despite Mark Harmon kind of, you know, being titled uh, as a good guy or being titled as someone you'd like to grab a beer with, Jag was always a show as a kid I would dread. Like, whenever it would come on TV, I knew I was about to fall asleep. West Wing as well. NCIS I was never into. Mark Harmon kind of seems a little boring. And in terms of surviving, being stuck in our apartment or house together for God knows how long, I got to go with the most interesting person in the room, Mr. Mark Wahlberg. Who was forcing you to watch Jag? <laughs> Sometimes it would come on if I was with my grandparents or late night with my parents and no one was forcing me to watch it. But when it was, am I going to go to bed or watch Jag with them? I would always choose Jag, which ironically would put me to sleep. Love you, um, the, <laughs> yeah, That was uh, my history with uh, Mark Harmon growing up. Yeah, and, and for that reason, I think that Mark Harmon is not going through. He is definitely a jag, just a guy. So, <laughs> so we're going to move Mark Wahlberg through to the final four. So we have a really interesting final four in our bracket, our Mark Madness bracket. We have Madness. on our left side, we have Mark Cuban versus Mark Ruffalo. On the right side, we have Mark McGrath versus Mark Wahlberg. We have some intense matchups. So we're going to get to the end of the bracket. Nick, what is the final criteria for the left side of the bracket? So for the left side of the bracket, the third and final criteria, um, as you guys may have noticed, a lot of people right now being bored, not necessarily having what to do, are not only consuming a lot of content, but just like we are right now, a lot of people are making a lot of content. So I want to know between these two, Mark Cuban and Mark Ruffalo, who would be most likely to create a viral video with you? Who has the best ability to create a viral piece of content? Interesting. Uh, Johnny, do you have an answer here? I do, I do. So it's a very interesting question. And as you were saying the question, I kept getting different ideas for each of them. So with Mark Cuban, I feel like it's so obvious, like content creator, you know, he's on Shark Tank, he's such an entrepreneur. He can create like a, a hit like that and just putting his face anywhere. I feel like he'll just go viral. With Mark Ruffalo, I feel like him, it's a bit different. I'm not sure him by himself could just like pop up and just create a viral video. I think when it comes to comparing the two, I think Mark Cuban could reach a, a, a larger audience. Whereas I feel like Mark Ruffalo would just talk more about like, he's very political, he's an activist. So I feel like he'll reach like the progressive base of like the American uh, Democratic Party. Whereas Mark Cuban could reach more of like the world. So I, I, I think I would go with Mark Cuban. I think for me, I would be probably leaning towards Mark Cuban as well. I think that uh, with regards to this specific question, this is like a blowout matchup in the final four. This guy gets into the finals and I don't want to speak for you, Nick, but I just think that for me, I, I think that if you wanted to put out a piece of content, so like you want to create something cool that would go viral, Mark Cuban is the perfect person to do it. He has so many businesses, so many connections to different people. If we created something that we, you know, we thought of a new invention and that we wanted to get it out there. Um, I mean, he is a shark. Uh, but beyond just that, if we just like wanted to put something else out that was super funny, he's the guy that could probably get it out there faster than a lot of people in the entire world. So, you know, you could be sitting there all day during quarantine thinking of cool ideas and Mark Cuban can push your idea forward. I don't think Mark Ruffalo has the same reach. So for that reason, I would put Mark Cuban through to the finals. Great point. And uh, Johnny, I agree with everything you said, but John, really awesome point in terms of reach. Cause not only does the content have to be 
good and interesting or funny or entertaining, but it needs to be able to get to that audience. And um, Johnny, I think you also kind of mentioned this. We're mentioning that, you know, a progressive group of people might reach Ruffalo's uh, content, but Cuban would be able to get to kind of like everyone. And I think that's really important. But I also do believe wholeheartedly that Mark Cuban would probably create the better piece of content as well. I mean, obviously that's subjective, but when I'm looking at something that would go viral, I think as you both touched on, a lot of things that come up with uh, Mark Cuban are, oh, hey, a lot of things that come up with Mark Cuban uh, go viral right away. I mean, John, you mentioned when introducing him, that video of him reacting to the NBA being suspended was something that went everywhere. Um, there was actually a video I saw somewhat recently. I mean, it was pre-COVID, but something I saw recently of him dancing with the players. Like, he seems like a guy who not only everything he does goes viral, but he also has funny reactions, does funny dances. I feel like we can make a great piece of content that will reach millions, hundreds of millions. So I got to go with Mark Cuban as well. I have a question though. Did, do either of your opinions change if the commercial that Mark Ruffalo films is as the Hulk? <laughs> well, not, not necessarily commercial, but piece of content. Um, right, piece of content, sorry. Keep, it, keep in mind we're quarantined. So are you implying... Like we we can't we're not we don't have access to CGI. So are you implying he just paints himself green and goes like yeah. ah I'm the Hulk? He'll make himself look as Hulkish as possible. <laughs> I, I think that's an interesting point, but I do still would lean towards Cuban because yeah, I think that Cuban enough. could probably have a higher reach. And then there's a lot of people who I mean there's Marvel's obviously huge and and would be big, but uh, you know then you're competing. Then is somebody living with Robert Downey Jr. and then they start creating content and then it takes away from this. So uh, to me, I feel like we're all on the same page. Mark Cuban goes to the finals. Also funny enough, these four, these exact four, Cuban, Ruffalo, McGrath, and Wahlberg, probably going into this out of the list, I would have put as my four favorite marks. Just throwing that out there. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, potentially. I mean, uh, there's some interesting other ones that are on the list. I, I personally favor Marcus and Markeith, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree. Okay. So let's move on to our other finals matchup. We're nearing the end of our bracket. So now we have a huge matchup in the finals. Uh, this is the big, big matchup. Mark McGrath versus Mark Wahlberg. So this is what I want to know. To get to the finals, do they have good coping skills? I spoke to Ali last night. We were trying to figure out what would be the, the criteria for someone ultimately that you'd want to live with. And we want to know, are you going to live with someone that's going to go crazy? Are they going to freak you out or are you going to freak them out? Because there's a, you know, we're living in crazy times. There's a lot of interesting news that's out there. And I want to know, are you able to discuss these things and cope with them and deal with conflict resolution? Or are they going to go crazy? For that, Johnny, I just want to yeah. mention, we probably should have mentioned when we introduced the twist of every round <laughs> having criteria. Yeah. Um, John and I didn't discuss beforehand each other's criteria. So I came up with the entire left side. He came up with the entire right side. And I didn't know what he was coming up with. He didn't know mine as well. So this is the first time I'm hearing John's criteria also. And John, kudos on us for neither of us coming up with the same criteria. That was something that I definitely was worried about going into this. Yeah, no, I think we're good. So, yeah. all right. So let, let's, let's discuss it. So the perfect pandemic partner, Mark McGrath or Mark Wahlberg, will either one of them drive you crazy? Will either one of them go crazy? Me personally, I'd be worried about Wahlberg going crazy during this whole thing. I feel like McGrath, even though he's had some, you know, dangerous times in his past that we spoke about, to me, I feel like Wahlberg, you know, you could say something and set him off, whereas McGrath is a little bit more cool in his older age. So I would lean towards McGrath. 
Johnny, what about you? It's interesting. I think with both these characters who I would love to live with both of them for quarantine. I think they would both be awesome and offer different, uh, different benefits. I think you have Mark Wahlberg, who is this awesome, fun, energetic guy, but he's kind of a wild card. And then you have Mark McGrath, where in my opinion, he's like my favorite mushroom. He's like the fun guy of the party. <laughs> I'm that lame. I make those jokes. <laughs> um, I think it's easier to cope with somebody who's fun as opposed to somebody who's a wild card. Therefore, I think I'd be able to cope better with Mark McGrath. Nick, what about you? Johnny, I love your jokes and I love that <laughs> joke. You're my favorite mushroom. So it's funny. I initially, as you were describing the criteria, I'm like, Wahlberg, Wahlberg. Then I thought back to you guys talking about Mark McGrath on Big Brother. Let's not forget that he has been locked in a house before and managed to cope from what you guys told me because I didn't watch the show myself, but you guys told me he coped really well and he stayed, you know, level-headed and was able to play the game. And John, I think you mentioned he would have won were it not for some twists in the show. Mark Wahlberg, despite coming across as very cool, very fun, I labeled him before as coolest guy in the room, he also seems like he might let the quarantine get the best of him. And he might, you know, in a moment of uh, weakness or in a moment of emotions, lose his cool a little bit. You know, I mentioned him as the type of guy who seems prone to uh, punch you in the shoulder or give you a noogie or two. I don't want to see that if it gets any worse than that. So I got to give this one to McGrath. Wow. Okay. So we're all on the same page. We got Mark wow. McGrath beating Mark Wahlberg. And then we have our final matchup, Mark Cuban versus Mark McGrath. And for this one, Johnny, we actually didn't come up with a specific criteria for the final matchup. We just wanted to take all of the criteria all of our discussions and figure out between Mark Cuban and Mark McGrath, which one we would prefer to quarantine with. So we've come this far. It's about an hour and a half in. We're just trying to figure it out. We're almost there. Johnny, as our guest, what is your decision? Would you rather live with Mark Cuban or Mark McGrath? Okay. It's coming down to this right now. Mark Cuban versus Mark McGrath. So they both, they're both awesome. You know, like it's, it's been mentioned before, but I think Mark McGrath offers this, cool, fun guy, relaxing guy, chill guy, a guy you could just sit down with, have a conversation with, play card games, and just like play board games, and just relax. And I think he'll just stay very level-headed the whole time. And then you have Mark Cuban, who honestly, in my personal opinion, he's one of the coolest guys in the world. He's an entrepreneur. He's extremely successful. He's on Shark Tank. He has access to all these resources. I, I think they're both incredible. But how could you not go with Mark Cuban? He's the coolest man alive. He's so interesting. He's so fun to be around. And he's such a good person. So I'm going to go with Mark Cuban. So Nick, before you go, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you with the tiebreaker because I'm going to go with Mark McGrath on this one. Um, you know, I know it's a little bit of an upset. and A lot of people would go with Mark Cuban. Super resourceful, super interesting guy. But just from everything we spoke about tonight, I, you cannot convince me that Mark McGrath is not the coolest person to live with. Um, I feel like I would just have so much fun with him. We'd figure it out together. I mean, he's still fairly well off. Um, you know, he knows, you know, he knows about food. He knows about TV. He's, uh, like you said, he's on Cameo. He's able to figure out things. And, you know, Mark Cuban, probably, you know, way more successful than Mark McGrath. But for me, I just feel like less fun. And I feel like I would go more in a fun direction. So that would be my choice. My winner would be Mark McGrath. Johnny says Mark Cuban. Nick, who is the winner of the 2020 Mark no Madness pressure. bracket? 
I hate that you guys did this to me. Oh my goodness. Because um, hmm. this, is, this is Mark Madness. This isn't uh, any sort of, uh, you know, shenanigans or uh, lolly games. This is Mark Madness 2020. Look, my instinct, and I'm, I'm not saying yet who I am. I want to outweigh both the pros and the cons. My instinct going into this wants to say Cuban because I feel like for any matchup, my instinct would say Cuban. But McGrath, we've raised some really good points about him. And my issue is we're not necessarily talking about who off the bat I'd like to spend quarantine with the most. It's based on the criteria that we're given. We gave six criteria. Exactly. All of that criteria in a weird way and in an unexpected way, I'm not making my decision yet, (laughs) but Mark McGrath seems to tick off more boxes. I mean, look, quarantine shopping list. I know Cuban can allocate a budget i know cuban can figure out where we're spending our money but as i mentioned earlier he is not into the same type of food that i am johnny you raised a great point at the beginning of the podcast that that might change in quarantine but so far it seems like in the past couple years from going from a healthy eater to strictly a vegetarian healthy eater mark cuban seems to only be going further in that direction which is not in the direction that i am in in fact I've been very prone to snacking on chips during quarantine as I do in a normal day to day. So that got to go to that, that criteria has to go to McGrath as well as shows to watch. We all agreed that Cuban probably doesn't watch all that much television as much as I do want to, as much as I do want to save that $10. McGrath's (laughs) um, love for Star Wars, Star Trek, all things science fiction. I mean, it seems like we would have a lot in common in terms of shows to watch um, ability to make up a viral video. I mentioned earlier his cameo that went sensationally viral. McGrath's done it already. I'd be able to sustain living with them, but as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, McGrath was the person I most surprisingly, after doing all my research, feel like we'd be the best of friends out of this list of marks. Anyway, before you say it, before you say it, can I have yeah. one last chance to sway your mind because I see where you're going here? <laughs> if you see where I'm going here, then, then go for it. Go for it. I think I see where you're going. Go for it. So two things about Mark Cuban. One, if you have the opportunity to hang out with Mark Cuban, you take that opportunity. It is a once-in-a-life opportunity, and you take it. Number two, back to the point I had before about things change in quarantine, a.k.a. his diet is going to change. Look at me. Day four in quarantine, I shaved my head. You never, you can't predict what people are going to do in quarantine. So I wouldn't definitely, I wouldn't necessarily think his diet will, main, will be maintained the same as it was before quarantine. And now please give us your decision. <laughs> Wait, before you go ahead, Nick, <laughs> I would like to just say that uh, I think you would be so happy living with Mark McGrath. As he says in his song, I, I just want to fly. I just feel like he would. <laughs> You know, you would have so much fun with him. And though you could do so many things with Mark Cuban, Mark McGrath seems like the right choice. <laughs> so as, um, as a, a great Kanye West, right? Kanye West once said, I'm going to let you finish. But um, look, you both raised great points. Johnny, to your initial point of you never turned out hanging out with Mark Cuban. I wouldn't. I never would. And Mark Cuban off the bat, seemed like my number one choice, my number one option. But that's not the rules. The rules are who I am picking based on the six criteria. And unfortunately, Johnny, we don't make the rules of Mark Madness. 
That is the <laughs> official <laughs> Mark Madness Federation to decide. And with those criteria... The rules make us. Exactly. <laughs> I got to go with Mark McGrath as our 2020 yeah. Mark Madness yes. champion. <laughs> and just to clarify, Mark McGrath is my number two also. I, I, I would be very happy to let Mark McGrath. I just think Mark you when you can't pass that up. But uh, I respect the process. Okay. Respect the process, trust the process. Well, big congratulations to Mark McGrath for winning the 2020 Mark Madness bracket, the number one Mark we would want to live with. And thank you to all the uh, Marktisipants for joining us. So, well said, well said. So, yeah, that was really well said. Yeah, and for everybody who's watching us on Facebook Live, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, before we head off, Johnny, I know you got to go. Is there anything you want to plug, um, anything going on? I know you're quarantined like the rest of us, but anything interesting you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not super relevant to this, but yeah, tomorrow, um, if you follow Hillel on Facebook, we are actually hosting a, a motivational hypnotist at 2.30. So he's a world-famous hypnotist. He's been on the Maury Povich show many times. He's been on, he has, he has his own TEDx talks. So if you're interested in that, it's a, it's a free event tomorrow at 2.30, and uh, I'll post the link on Facebook. Okay, cool. Anything, uh, <laughs> Nick, anything interesting you have going on? Um. Very nice. That sounds very interesting. Um, anything interesting I have going on? Um, no, I mean, as usual, just follow me on all socials. I think it's Frey Nick all across the board. Um, two things I do want to say, though. There was one Mark left off the list, and that is Jody's dad, Mark Fleischer. Hey. Um, were he on the list, I would love to quarantine with him. He was not on the list, so that's for another time. <laughs> Um, and lastly, I just want to thank Johnny for joining us today. Um, you are our second guest on the podcast and I think you did a tremendous job. So thank you so much for being here with us and, uh, helping us decide the Mark Madness champion. Well, thank you for having me. I had an absolutely fantastic time. It was so nice to be on the Nick and John podcast, episode eight. So check out the other seven episodes before this one. And it it, it was a blast. I'd be happy to come back whenever you want me. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny, we were thrilled to have you on the podcast. Uh, I know there's plenty more stories that we'd love to hear about you, like uh, more about your disgusting dancing and everything else that you got going on. You've so, seen me dance. It's horrid. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, Johnny, Johnny. Yeah, we'll have to have you back at some point. So uh, thank you guys so much. You can check me out at johnshire 24 um, We're going to be promoting this podcast. We're going to be doing one. Try and do one every about Sunday or Monday of every week uh, with different guests and different fun games going on. So uh, we really appreciate everybody hanging out with us tonight. Hopefully uh, it got you through a couple hours of quarantine and just something fun you could listen to after the fact as well. Uh, So thank you guys so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Stay safe. Stay safe.